For a few moments, we are going to look at Luke 22, verses 31 and 32. Just want to drop some nuggets as we go through the word. Luke chapter 22, verses 31 and 32. And it reads, and we'll be coming out of the King James Version. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, Strengthen thy brethren. So we always thank the Lord just for the scriptures. And we're just going to just teach the scriptures and let God's word speak to us. So Jesus, he's speaking to Simon. Peter. And he tells Simon, he says, behold. Satan have desire to have you. So the question or a question, who's Satan? Satan is the accuser, but he's also better known as the devil. And Jesus made it very plain in his conversation with Peter that Satan desired to have him. The word desired in this verse means to demand. It also means to ask from or for oneself. It also means to ask that one be given up to one from the power of another. So simply put, the devil wanted Simon. He desired Simon. He wanted Peter. And he says that he may sift you as wheat. So Simon had a hit out. And that hit was from the enemy. The devil, Satan, he desired him. And the devil, he also desires us. He wants us, especially, especially those that are born again, especially them that are saved. Now, he wants everybody, but those that have left his territory, those that have decided that they're going to be saved and be born again and repent and be baptized in Jesus name and receive the Holy Ghost. The saints of God, them that are saved. He wants us. He desires us because we left him. And it's okay. He wants us. He desires us. But when we look at Peter and how Jesus spoke to Peter, Simon, he says, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you. That he may sift you as wheat. Verse 32 says, but I have prayed for thee. What a comforting thing for Peter 
just to hear that, that Jesus, you pray for me. So, although the devil desired Simon, desired Peter, Jesus says, but I have prayed for me. Now, we know prayer works. But if anybody's prayer is going to work, I know it's going to be Jesus. And so Jesus says, but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. The devil, he desires us. He's going to fight and he wants our faith to fail. He wants our trust. He wants our belief to fail in God and, and fail just means just to cease. Uh, it, it, it means to stop, to die. Our faith can't die. Those of us that are born again, we got into this life because of our faith, because we trusted in God, we believed in God. And guess what? The devil, he is going to fight. But guess what? Our faith, Cannot fail. So Jesus, he prayed for Simon that his faith wouldn't fail. And I know when I got saved early on, um, I took this personally. Jesus, you pray for me. Just as much as Jesus didn't want Simon's faith to fail, he doesn't want our faith to fail. And he's going to give us everything that we need. And he did. He gave us he gave us himself. Our faith can't fail. Our belief, our trust can never stop. And that's what the devil is going to try to dig at and to pry at. So look, let's just keep it real. He desires us. He desires you. He desires me. But when we look at Jesus, he prayed for Simon. That his faith wouldn't fail. And I know God, he's going to give us everything that we need. He already gave us himself. But he's going to continue to bless us. And to teach us. And to give us everything that we need. So despite what the enemy brings. Despite what he says. We won't turn around. We won't give up. Because this is about life. And it's about life eternal okay we're gonna go to another scripture first Peter chapter 5 verse 8 first Peter chapter 5 verse 8 and we're gonna just teach the word So this is written by Peter and and what better person to to talk about the devil than one who heard from Jesus himself that Satan he desires he have desire to have you and to sift you as wheat Peter he understood 
Devil don't like nobody. Peter, he understood. That adversary Satan, he desires me. So 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Peter says, be sober. He says, be vigilant. And then he says why? And vigilant just means to keep awake or to watch. He says, be sober, be vigilant. He says, because your adversary, and let's just stop right there. The devil, Satan, he is an adversary. He is an opponent. And when it comes to opponents, when it comes to the devil, when it comes to enemies, they're trying to win. So our adversary is the devil. That's my opponent. That's your opponent. And we got to take it seriously. And I believe it. We have to believe the devil's trying to take me out. The devil is literally trying to kill me. The same way that the devil tried to get Christ, Jesus, to worship him and, 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 and submit himself to him. The devil going to try to do it to me, to you. And that shouldn't make us scared. We got to be sober. Be vigilant and, and, and sober. Um, you know, it goes into abstaining from wine. You know, um, being discreet, circumspect. Uh, just being in a place where. Just our mind is right and, 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 and sober. I don't like to always see it just drunk with wine, but just drunk with stuff. I just want to have a mind. Where I'm. I'm alert. I'm walking and I'm seeing, I'm cautious, I'm looking. I also want to be vigilant. Where I'm keeping awake, once again, watching. And the reason is because, Peter says, because your adversary, he's my adversary. And I don't mind telling people about it. The devil is my adversary. He's my opponent. And every day he's going to try to take me out. He says, because your adversary, the devil, listen to what he says. As a roaring lion, lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. This is my enemy. As a roaring lion, he walks about. My enemy does. He's seeking. He's plotting. Whom he may devour. The word devour means to drink down or to gulp entire. He's trying to take somebody out. 
And I'll be the first to tell you, he's trying to take me out. He wants to take me out. And once again, we just have to accept it. This is how it works. There's God. And then there's the enemy. God is the one in whom we should serve. The devil isn't the one in whom we should serve. The devil, Satan, he is our adversary. He's our opponent. And he's trying to win. He's trying to destroy our lives. He's trying to cause us to give up hope, to give us to, 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 to get us to turn back on God. But we have to have the faith. I'm not going around. I'm not going back. I'm here to stay. The Lord saved me. I'm not going back. I'm here to stay. But we just have to understand the devil, he's our enemy. And he desires to have us. He's walking about seeking whom he may devour. That's what he does. That's what he does. He's our enemy. He is our opponent. All right. Let's go to Romans 8 and 31. So we know the devil's trying to take us out. He doesn't like us. He's our adversary. He's our opponent. He went after Jesus. He went after Jesus. And if he went after Jesus, surely he's going to come after me. He went after Jesus. The enemy did. The devil did. In fact, let's go there first. Let's go to Luke chapter 4, verse 1. And we're going to just read a little bit. Luke 4 and 1. The scriptures is everything unto us. And it reads, and Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan and was led by the spirit into the wilderness. So the spirit, the Holy Ghost led Jesus into the wilderness it says being 40 days tempted of the devil. So for 40 days, Jesus had a bout with the enemy, the devil. 
And in those days, he did eat nothing. So Jesus didn't eat anything. And when they were ended, so when those days were ended, it says he, it says he afterward hungered. So he was hungry. And the devil said unto him, if thou be the son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. Isn't it something that the devil spoke to Jesus about this when he was hungry? The devil is an opportunist. When he thinks we're weak, he's coming. So Jesus being 40 days tempted of the devil. And in those days, he didn't eat anything. It, and it says, and when they were in, and when they were ended, then he was hungry. And here comes the devil. It says, and the devil said unto him, if thou be the son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. And Jesus answered him saying, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. So once again, the devil is an opportunist. He came to Jesus when he was in, in, in this manner when, when he was hungry. And once again, listen to what he, what he said. If thou be the son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. I'm not going to listen to you, devil. Jesus says, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. We live by every word of God. Verse five says, and the devil taking him up into a high mountain. So the devil took Jesus up into a high mountain and showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world. In a moment of time. So in a moment of time. The devil. He, he showed Jesus. All the kingdoms of the world. So now this is the enemy. This is our adversary. Talking to Jesus. Verse 6 says. And the devil said unto him. All this power will I give thee. And the glory of them. For that is delivered unto me. And to whomsoever I will, I give it. If thou therefore will worship me, all shall be thine. How bold is the devil? He's trying to get Jesus to worship him. So the devil. He took him up in a high mountain and showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And then said, all this power will I give thee. Give to Jesus. It says, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me and to whomsoever I will give it. If thou therefore will worship me, all shall be thine. He's going to give Jesus all this. This is what the devil is saying. If Jesus worshiping. And listen to what Jesus says. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan. 
See, sometimes we got to just tell the devil, get behind me. He says, get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shall thou serve. We aren't serving no one else but God. I don't care what the devil said. So we have to look and see if he tried Jesus. He's also going to try us. If he tried to get Jesus to worship him and looked what he used, he took him up in a high mountain and showed him all this stuff and said, if you worship me, it's yours. I don't want nothing that comes from the enemy. I don't want nothing that comes from the devil. He is a deceiver and a liar too. And look at our Jesus, look at our Lord, look at our God, look at our Savior, and look at his approach. He says, it is written. It is written. He said, get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written. What does the word say? See, the devil, he's going to fight. But we have to know the word because the word is what gets us through. The devil is a liar. He speaks lies. God is truth. His word is truth. So how do I combat a lie? With truth. So whatever the devil says, he's lying because he is a liar. And it's important for us to get in the word, to hear the preached word, to hear the taught word, to get our Bible, to read in our own quiet time. Because the devil, he's going to come. He's going to try. But I have to know what's written because when I know what's written, that I can use it to combat the enemy. Don't just take it for me. We have to see what Jesus did. In verse four. Jesus says, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. In verse eight, he says, get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shall thou serve. We only going to serve the Lord, but the devil, he wants us to serve him. So if he fought Jesus, if he tried to get Jesus to worship and to serve him. What is he going to do to me? If he went to great lengths to come at Jesus, I know he's going to come at me. So it's good to know that we have a savior. We have a God that understands. Yes, Lord. We have a savior. We have a God that's been there. He's experienced it. He's felt it. He's went through it. Verse 9 says, and he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, if thou be the son of God, cast thyself down from hence. For it is written, look at the devil. <laughs> he says, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. And in their hands, they shall bear thee up lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. The devil, he's bold. So listen, verse 9. And he brought him to Jerusalem. So the devil brought Christ to Jerusalem and set him on a pinnacle 
of the temple. So he set him on a pinnacle, on a on an extremity of of the temple. So he took him up and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. He's telling Jesus to throw yourself down from hence. So pretty much, just jump. But listen to what the devil said, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. And in their hands, they shall bear thee up. So he's taking the scripture. So first he's telling Jesus, look, jump. Cast yourself down, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up. So he's trying to get Jesus to think that if I cast myself off this pinnacle of the temple, that the angels are going to come down with their hands and bear thee up and catch me. Lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. That's not what the scripture was saying. So the devil understands that the word is what we use to combat him. And we also see the boldness of the devil where, 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 where he's going to tell Jesus, for it is written. The devil is a lie. The scripture don't mean that. See, the devil knows the word. That's not what God was saying. God wasn't saying that we get up on our house and we jump off. We do that. We're going to have some broken legs. Some broken arms. He ain't, he ain't saying go to the tallest tower building downtown and jump off and believe that the angels is going to come and, 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 and rescue us and, and, and bear us up to catch us, to take us up. But I'm not believing that. That's not what God is saying. Verse 12 says, and Jesus answering said unto him, it is said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. The devil does back up. That's why it's true. Resist the devil and he will flee. Once again, the devil had ended all the temptation. So all these times the devil's trying to get Jesus to, to worship him and to turn stones into bread and, 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 and all this. And then just to commit suicide. Eventually, the devil going to flee. He departed, it says, from him for a season. It's just a season. He's going to be back. But the thing that we can draw from this is if the devil had the boldness to go after our Savior, he is an opponent. He's not just going at the servants. He's going to the master. If I can, 
if I can tempt the master, if I can get the master to serve me, I got everybody else. But the devil, but the devil, as as deceitful as he is, and 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 and, and as wise as he may appear, God, he's stronger, he's wiser, and he's better. The devil knows what he's doing. He's deceitful. He went to the head. He went to our Savior. And our Savior won. Because he knew what was written. So look, I got to be in the word. I have to get the word. Even now, I can testify. The devil comes and he lies. He still fights. But because I know what's written, look, we can keep pressing on. We can keep believing. But still, the devil, he wants our faith to fail. He wants my faith to fail. He's a dirty fighter. He'll still try to bring things. He wants me to backslide. He wants me to go back. But I got to keep pressing. I got to keep pressing. Because God saved me for a reason. And I know that Jesus knows what I'm going through. That's why I go to him in prayer. We can let him know all about it. He experienced it. He went through it. And now we're going through it. And we have to use him for our example who did no sin. God wasn't found in his mouth. He didn't threaten. He didn't sin. He's going to help us. So we can go boldly to the throne of grace because God, you've been there and you've done that. And now I need some help. The devil, he's trying. But let's just take what Luke shows us, Jesus' response, it is written. And I do also like, get thee behind me. When he fights, devil, you better stop. In the name of Jesus, get thee behind me. He's going to come. He's going to come. That's what he does. Romans 8 and 31. Sorry about that. Romans 8 and 31. Paul writes and he says, just one verse. What shall we then say to these things if God be for us? Who can be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, God is for us. He's for us. He wants us to win. He wants us to make it. If God be for us. See, first people got to know who God is. He's God. He has all power. If God be for us. 
sometimes, sometimes the smallest verses can have the greatest impact. If God be for us, who can be against us? Who can be against us if God is for us? He's for me. God was for Israel. All the miracles he did, how he delivered them out of bondage, parting the Red Sea, and then as Pharaoh and his army, they saw the parting and, 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 and they, and here they come on their chariots. And guess what God did? That part of water came back to one. When we look at the things that God has done all throughout the scripture, it's the same God. And he's for us. We got to know we're going to win. That's why it don't matter who tries to be against us. God is for me. He's going to protect me. He's going to help me. We don't fear what man can do to us. We belong to God and he's for us. If God be for us, who can be against us? Nobody. Because God is for us. We don't have to fear. He's for us. It don't matter what the devil says. It don't matter what the devil says. God is for us. Let's go to Genesis 15 and 1. One verse. Genesis 15 and 1. And it says, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision saying, fear not, Abram. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. He told Abram, fear not. Don't fear. Don't be scared. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Saints, we don't have nothing to fear. We belong to God. The same shield that he was for Abram is the same shield he is for us. He's our reward, our exceeding great reward. He's our shield. Look, I'm not going to fear because the same God that protected Abram, which later was changed to Abraham, it's the same God, the same God that will see us through. He's our refuge and strength, a very present help. A present help. In trouble. He's going to help us. 
when there's trouble, he helps. He's our refuge. He's our refuge. He's our shelter. So when the storms of life is raging, I'm running to my shelter. Jesus. I'm going to get on my knees and I'm going to pray. I'm going to call out. He's my shelter. He's my refuge. He's my strength. A very present help in, in trouble. When I'm in trouble, he's going to help me. He's with us. He's our refuge. He's our shelter. Psalms 56 and 4 says, In God I will praise his word, in God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. What people can do, I'm not fearing. I'm not fearing them. And I'm not going to fear the enemy. Psalm 56 and 11 says, In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. We're not going to fear. We're not going to fear. We're going to just trust. And we're going to believe God. Psalms 118 and 6 says, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. <laughs> what can man do unto me? The Lord is on my side. He's for us. He's on my side. Look, there's two sides. There's God's side and the enemy's side. I'm on God's side. He's on my side. So when the devil comes in, God's on my side. I'm not going to fear. What can man do unto me? What can the devil do to me? What can he do? The Lord, he's on my side. Isaiah 50 and 7. For the Lord God will help me. Yes, he will. Therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint. And I know that I shall not be, I shall not be ashamed. For the Lord God will help me. We got to know, saints, the Lord God will help. He will help. He will help. The Lord will help. Isaiah 54 and 17, no weapon. The word is good. No weapon. No apparatus that's prepared, that is formed. No weapon that is formed, that is molded, that's determined against thee shall prosper. We got to know. The devil got some things, some weapons that's formed. But guess what? 
it's not going to prosper. It's not going to prosper. We got to believe that no weapon. We have to believe the word of God. No weapon. And trust me, there's weapons formed. But no weapon is going to prosper. That's formed against me, against you. But just know, just know, there are weapons formed. I don't see them all and I don't care because the Lord, he's on our side. He's on our side. And we just have to rejoice and just always be glad in him. This is a fight. This is a battle. And I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. James 4 and 7. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. This is a battle. And I'm going to resist. I'm going to work against that devil. Because I got to win. I have to win. God, he's going to bless us. He's going to help us. 1 Timothy 6 and 12. Fight the good fight of faith. When it comes to our faith, fight the good fight. Jesus prayed for Peter, for, for Simon, for Peter, that his faith fail not. We have to fight. The good fight. The good fight of faith. We do. It's a fight. It's a battle. Second Timothy 2 and 3. It says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Endure it. Endure it. Endure it. Undergo the hardship. We soldiers. For the Lord. Fight. Fight. Be strong. Look. We can't be weak. We got to be strong. Because we're soldiers. Be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. 1 Corinthians 16 and 13. Watch ye. Stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men. Be strong. Quit you like men. Be strong. Quit. Act manly. Be brave. God's on our side. Yes. He's going to come. Things are going to happen. But let's be strong. Be strong in the Lord. Be steadfast, unmovable. Look. This is what we signed up for. And sometimes 
after you get the Holy Ghost, you don't, you know, you just want to be saved. I want to be born again. I want my sins for, for, forgiven. And that's all good. But sometimes when you get in, you begin to see. And this is a war. And it's okay. Because it's a war. That we going to win. That's all I have. God bless. Take care. I hope we said something on today that encouraged you. That helped you. God is good. Salvation is always still on the table. We got to believe. We got to repent. Get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission, for the pardon of our sins and receive the Holy Ghost. We thank him for everything that he does for us. He's going to always help us and bless us. He's a good God. I'm encouraged. I love him. I thank him. He's given us everything that we need. Be strong. Be strong. Be strong. God bless.